Hello and welcome to another episode of the Two Bros Podcast. We are Two Bros. This is the Two Bros Podcast. Welcome, welcome. Uh, apologies for last week. I was not able to upload the episode which I had recorded. There was something up with the internet. And when the internet did improve, there was a problem with the app. The The episode just stayed there at 18% and never got uploaded. Kept trying for multiple days. It just didn't work. And then I realized there was some kind of bug. Even restarted my phone, didn't work, so I had to delete the recording. And so I'm here on a Friday recording a bit early, trying to cover two weeks in one and some additional uh, incidents which have happened on board, which I will be discussing. You probably guessed it by the title of this uh, episode. Yes, it is a suspected uh, COVID outbreak on the ship. We don't know for sure because we don't have any tests to confirm it. Uh little bit of backstory. This uh, started happening when we were in the dry dock, which was last month. And uh, from what I've heard, there was a guy from the shore side who was coming to the ship every day to attend the meetings. He was like a point person to basically get something done. He was attending all the meetings and he tested positive for COVID. But in a subsequent test, he tested negative. So he was allowed to come on board. Following that, uh, I believe it was one guy from the deck side who fell sick, who had flu-like symptoms, just like a runny nose and stuff. Uh, nobody took it seriously, assumed it's a, a hot outside, cold inside, kind of temperature variant thing that happens normally. Uh, this was not taken seriously and then eventually we left the dry dock, nothing was done about it. Uh, I believe the management on board spoke to a shore representative of the company and he said just monitor and see what happens, this wait and see approach. But it didn't end there, that person did in fact recover but slowly one after the other people started getting these flu-like symptoms back to back. Nobody had high fever, they just had flu like a runny nose and a slight cough. And uh, I believe in a in a meeting, it was uh, one of the management uh, senior management who said there's some kind of weird virus going around that needs to be uh, yeah, I don't know you've got to be careful and just just be uh, careful if you see some symptoms say something or whatever. And that was it. I was dismissed. And uh, following that, one after the other, the bunch of guys in the engine room fell sick, all with runny noses, and then. Again, it was just dismissed because it wasn't the classic symptoms of COVID, nothing. And uh, till a point where it got so bad that there were five guys down and three of them were from the engine room and one of them couldn't get out of bed. So then I raised my voice and I said, this has been going on for a month. Why have we done nothing about it? We have not reported this. We have not given them the right treatment. They've all been just been given paracetamols, which is not adequate and uh, we need to report this and we need to get proper medical attention. By that time, we had left uh, Malaysia and we were well on our way towards Africa. And uh, when this did happen, I was feeling shortness of breath and a pain in my chest by that time. So I was also asked to isolate. And uh, then in fact, all these symptoms and all these things were mailed to the office and our radio medical advice was asked. And straight away the doctor said, this is a suspected SARS-CoV-2 outbreak on your ship. So start COVID protocol, uh, start isolating uh, people to wear masks in public places, otherwise stay in their cabins, 
stagger meal timings, restrict uh, access uh, and movement between cabins and uh, all of that. This is something which should have been done in the beginning and to, we could have easily confirmed it if they had ordered some PCR tests, but we have none. So we don't know what this is, if it's COVID or if it's some weird respiratory illness which has kicked up in, in Singapore, we don't know. Could could be could be anything. Uh, like I said, I don't have high fever at all. Everyone's got different symptoms. I have no fever. I have chills. In fact, I have a little bit of a body ache, but not that much. The other guys had severe body ache, high fever. I have none of those. I have shortness of breath. I feel like my heart is working overtime. Uh, my blood oxygen is fine it's 96 it's hovering around 96 my but my pulse tends to accelerate the minute I even if I'm just like walking in the engine room or walking in my cabin to the bedroom and back my heart rate just accelerates so and I'm a runner and I'm physically fit ish so I am well aware of what my heart rates are supposed to be but yeah so while I have been isolating it's been a little bit better but the past two nights I've woken up with uh, chronic chest pain it really hurts I don't know what that's about and I have no medication for that all they've given me is an ibuprofen if the fever gets too much or the body ache goes up which I don't have and they've given me vitamin C tablets for a sore throat runny nose and cough which I don't have so yeah and it got me, my got my blood boiling that that poor guy who was sick and who was stuck in bed could not even get out of bed, ran out of medicines. Nobody was checking in on him. Uh, he had to go out of his cabin on his own, de-isolate and take medicines from a friend. And it was just chaos. And I was like, why is this happening? Why is nobody checking his vitals? Why are these things not being reported to the office? And then people sprung to action. Then uh, people got involved and then uh, we did what we did. It's really, and this is exactly this, this cavalier attitude is why we have not beaten this thing yet. People just don't follow a protocol. People just don't do what they need to do. If we had done this, we had two weeks at anger, everybody could have been tested, we could have all isolated, we all would have been fine. But here's the funny thing, people who were in fact sick did sign off in Singapore, but tested negative for COVID when they flew out. So I don't know what this is. I really don't know. But uh, yeah, here we are. So this is uh, day three of my uh, quarantine slash isolation in my cabin. My vitals were checked yesterday morning, but it's supposed to be done every eight hours. Yesterday evening, nobody turned up. I'm relying on my Apple Watch to check my blood oxygen and my heart rate. Uh, my blood pressure when they did check was low, but there's been no follow-up again and again I feel like we're losing the seriousness of it all has just evaporated And yeah, that's that's kind of what it's like you're just supposed to you know You're expected to just walk it off because everyone else did in the mail that the captain sent to the office He mentioned that he suspects that since three of the people who have fallen ill are engineers it is quite possibly a case of them drinking cold water after working in a hot engine room and that tells you that tells you the kind of medical care we get on board that should tell you everything you need to know about it just a really sad sad state of affairs and i i was i was still in the engine room because i had no i wasn't sneezing and coughing i was still in the engine room a couple of days ago and i was 
I'm down at the bottom platform and by the time I reached the top I was huffing and puffing like I, my, my, my chest was going to explode I was out of breath and my heart was working over time but yeah next port is end of July nothing in the middle we're going to stop at uh, Port Elizabeth briefly to pick up armed guards because Africa is notorious for piracy and this is something they've done so yeah that's where we're at anyway barring all this nonsense uh it's been hectic we left port and on our, we went on our way towards africa uh, a lot of shit didn't work we should have taken uh, fresh water filled up our tanks because we only had 92 tons that's about 18 days worth of fresh water for a 21 day voyage is clearly not enough i spoke to the management that we needed to fill up our tanks but freshwater costs about a couple dollars a ton or something and they said no it's too expensive we can't do it and then when we ran the freshwater generator it didn't work so right now we've bypassed some sensors to just fill up some tanks we're getting uh it's we're getting some 16 17 ppm water it's constantly an alarm it's it's not working but we have no choice because the management refused to fill up the tanks. It's so dangerous. Steam turbine didn't work. Uh, tried to run it. It accelerated beyond control because the there was a speed sensor wasn't working. So it had the the system had no idea what speed it was at. Uh, luckily, the safety systems worked and it tripped. So we're running uh, one generator and our exhaust gas boiler. <coughs> Barring that. One of the purifiers for lube oil died, didn't know, didn't work. In April, they had overhauled everything. And uh, yeah, I had no time to check it out. Palace solar treatment is behaving as of now, no alarms. Somebody had turned off the uh, breaker for the motor, which was in the filter, so that it's a, it's a self-cleaning filter and it kind of rotates and flushes the filter by itself and becomes clean. Somebody had that switch turned off, so the filters got choked up the last time it was used. So great. And uh, while I'm still isolating, I'm still keeping watch at night because yet another terrible decision by the company to remove fourth engineers. We only have one watchkeeper now and then it's completely unfair for him to take uh, do all the work during the day and then take watches at night. Spoke to the captain, that's the least I can do is like go and take alarms at night when everyone is asleep anyway and I can just use sanitizers and masks and stuff and go to the engine room. This is purely in solidarity with the third engineer. This is not something I'm doing for the company because it's I get that they don't give a shit. They would rather save money than uh, put an extra engineer on board and make life a little bit easier for us. Social media would have you believe that they're doing everything they can to make life pleasant on board, but the ground reality is that it's far, it's come a far, far distance from what things used to be, and it's terrible now. And this is what it is, like if you if you see enough posts on social media, and if you're told constantly that you're a family, and things are good, and everything is fine, and here are some freebies for, you know, by the end of the year, you buy into that mentality and then you know you start questioning yourself are things really that bad do i need to do something about this it's okay you know and uh, it's it's while you have provisions to raise your voice and express concern and stuff it requires almost a scandal for someone to raise their voice it becomes such a big issue 
there's no correct you know line of communication where you can just voice your concerns and not let it become a scandal this doesn't work i don't we've we've become worse yeah life at sea has become worse from what it used to be anyway uh we have a weekend ahead it's a friday today hoping saturday and sunday are relatively quieter <sighs> the rest is helping a bit but uh, i can feel it even when i'm taking my night rounds just by walking my heart rate's 130 which is not normal at all 130 is what i'm what i'm at when i'm uh, basically cycling at top speed well okay let's not say top speed i'm when i'm cycling in the city dodging traffic and stuff when i've been cycling for let's say an hour at cruising speed that's that's where i'm at 130 140 but now just by walking it's crossing that threshold anyway so yeah there you have it we had a few listener questions uh, it's it's this has already become a very long episode and i feel like if i answer the question about why should one be at sea my answer would be biased so i'm going to delay that for the next episode i'll think about it i had recorded a full answer but it became a 25 minute episode and didn't upload uh, yeah just because just just how the internet is these days but uh, A listener did in fact get in touch with me, and uh, she said I have a very good uh, podcast voice. So thank you, thank you for that. <laughs> really means a lot when our listeners hit back to us. Another thing I want to throw out there: I want to change the name of the podcast since it's the Two Bros Podcast, and have, if you've been a listener of the show, you know it's just been me. So I'm planning to go solo now. So come up, coming up with some names for what the the uh, new the podcast should be called it's going to be the same length the same everything but it's going to have a new name so i can't quite put a finger i'm not coming up with good names as of now so think about it if you have something hit me up i've got something like your your average indian is that good i don't know sounds sounds kind of lame and then again i don't think i'm average anyway So yeah, hit me up. Do get in touch. We still have a website, uh, the Two Bros Podcast dot WordPress dot com. We'll have to change that if that if our name changes. We'll have to get in touch with our uh, art designer, Carl, who did a magnificent job drawing up the uh, logo for this podcast. We'll have to have him draw another sketch and uh, for the new name, whatever it is. Anyway, uh, yeah, just a side uh, side step from the normal discussion. The James Webb Space Telescope released its uh, new images. The first images ever taken, and oh my God! If you haven't already seen them, just go have a look. It's all over Instagram. You can't miss it. Magnificent! It's amazing to see that this place exists in the universe, and we can see it. Yes, it's a couple billion light years away, but oh my God! Just fascinating stuff. If if all goes well, this might as this could become life in space. Uh, podcast you know rather than a life at sea podcast so fingers crossed let's see where this ends up all righty i'll see you next week bye